Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, and welcome to Oaktown Boys, um, episode four. We tried to trick you last episode. Yeah, we're just making sure you're on your toes. That was episode three. This is four. Mm. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. What do you, what do you we, say? This is when we find out that we're actually A's fans, because we're still uh, watching. Just as I was getting all excited about baseball season being back, even I was still in a great mood on the off day last Thursday, and then you just we get swept by the... Still undefeated Rays, which I guess, you know, they've literally beaten everybody they've played. So it's not not so much about us. But, I mean, they just lost miserably. They they scored five runs the first game, lost 9-5, and then got shut out 11-0 two days in a row. Um, I saw some stat, like, there's only been four teams in, like, the history of baseball that have shut a team out two days in a row, 11-0. Something like that. And it looked as bad as that. Yeah, it was like two teams from the early 1900s, the 2019 Orioles of all teams, and then uh, the Rays this year. So it doesn't happen often. The A's are setting some historic lows. Which is not what we were hoping for. It's really not what we were hoping for, given uh, the excitement of the new season. But, you know, it is still early. We can fall back on that. And we've played good teams you know the Angels seem like they're pretty solid and the Guardians are pretty good the Rays are 
apparently going to go 162 and 0. <laughs> They're going to win every single game ever. Um, so I don't. It's not good by any stretch, but I don't think it's quite as bad as it seemed. You know, like I don't. It seems like I mean we were what 0 and 10, 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position today. Yeah, that's some bad luck. Approximately. You know, um, but it's uh, it is a little bit frustrating. You know, and then they came out. I mean, we'll talk about all the games, but they've just come out looking real flat almost yeah. every game, and uh, that's that's a bummer. You know, like you, it seems like they're not ready to play, and that's frustrating. And I saw someone. <laughs> I mean, it may be a little bit early for this, but also it's not going well. And I saw someone say, "Does anyone else? Does anyone else reminded a little bit of Bob Guerin by Mark Conte?" And uh, they're not, I mean, there are not, these are not games where they were hanging on one or two decisions for sure. But also at this point, Katze's made a handful of decisions that have not helped. You know, I mean, I think if you, especially he seems to have a real quick hook if you're having any sort of trouble getting the third out. And he has handed the ball over to a, he has handed the ball to Domingo Azevedo a couple times, and Domingo Azevedo has absolutely destroyed any chance that we had to stay in a game. Um, and I just don't know why he's pulling young starters really early in the game, seemingly, when they have a chance to get to the sixth inning or to get to the fifth inning. You know, I mean, this is the, you got to kind of give them a chance a little bit, especially early in the year when you're not like necessarily knocking yourself out of play out of out of playoff contention. But, uh, I mean, also, the, the starters recently haven't been doing themselves many favors. Yeah, I'm looking through the box scores. As as many of you know, the starters just have not been going deep. I mean, they're they're not giving Katsu a lot of options, so let's break it down here. We got Waldachuk in game one of the Rays series. He went three innings, gave up eight hits and eight earned runs, including three walks. Got to stop walking, people. Yeah, the walks and the homers. Four home runs. The A's, after today's game against... The Orioles are now leading baseball in uh, 20 home runs allowed. So, you know, if you're trying to stream fantasy players, you might want to pick hitters that are playing the A's and pitchers that are facing the A's. It's probably not a bad move right now. It's true. Uh, But, yeah, so the A's, they actually got out to a lead in game one against the Rays. Um, It says right here they actually had a a likelihood of winning the game, over 50% chance. Uh, but then the Rays came back and scored six in the bottom of the second, and they just kept piling on. They got two more the next inning, one more in the eighth. Before you know it, it was 9-5. Waldachuk barely made it out alive. Adam Oler came in and I guess did a respectable job. He pitched five innings to clean up the mess, only gave up one earned run, two hits. So there you go. There's your silver lining for game one. The A's scored five, and Adam Oler pitched well-ish. And that is the most fun that we're going to have recapping any of these games. Estuary <laughs> Ruiz also stole his first base of the season, which and is, I Ruiz is, gotta, looks pretty good. But he's got to have more than one stolen base by now. Like yeah. we need him to be a little bit more aggressive. I can't remember if this. Oh, this, here's a Noda hit his second home run of the year. Langleyers. This must have been the game where he hit his big old bomb. Yeah, I think 440 feet. Spoiler alert, that's my highlight of the week. Yeah, it was it was a missile. Dude. There weren't a lot. It, it was a missile. It was a bomb. It was a bomb. Um, And, man, then game two, 
Game, game two, two was, Fuji Day, number two, and he kind of did the same thing again. I believe he went three perfect innings or two perfect innings, and then he was at least hitless for three. And then it just it just all unraveled. He ended up with four walks, five earned runs, only gave up three hits, but that's in four and a third, struck out only one. And then, you know, the whole bullpen had to come in and mop things up the rest of the game. Here's where Acevedo completely unraveled, as Dan alluded to. I believe the first pitch he threw was a home run. Gave up two home runs in one inning of work. Four runs total. Not so good. Carlos Perez even made a pitching appearance. Also gave up a home run. <laughs> also gave up a home run. I mean, I guess, yeah, Sam Mullen and Jerry's Familia had scoreless appearances in Game 2 of this race series. So there you go. There's there's a highlight. Technically, <laughs> the A's didn't make an error. <laughs> But boy, was this the game where Diaz just like lobbed it to second? Yes. It was either. It's all. How do you tell two eleven zero losses apart? You just don't. So it happened in one of those two games. Diaz had a lazy lob to second base, could have got the runner out, but didn't. Um, someone else did something similar at some point in the game. Oh, Tony. This may be game three now. I think it was game. I think that was when he threw the ball to first, and no one was there. Tony th- th- p- caught up. Pop up through the ball to first. There wasn't even a A's player at first base. The runner got to go all the way around to third. Um, they're just making too many terrible mistakes. And, you know, when you're giving up a league-leading number of home runs and you're not really scoring on top of all those things, it's literally impossible to beat another Major League Baseball team. So that's what we're seeing have happening. They are they are getting beat in every phase of the game. They're, I mean, they're playing terribly. So. Yeah. And it can only I mean, go up from here, as we hope. It's true. I mean, I I think it will get better, if only slightly, because it is statistically well, and it's also just unbelievable. Not only like the numbers, the bad numbers that they're putting up, but just the string of boneheaded plays that major league players are making. And uh, you know, I mean, it's getting to the point where. It's already kind of well. I mean, I guess Seth Brown got hurt. Nobody got sent down. But you know, you got to like if you can't if you can't hit, and you're not engaged on de- and you're not engaged on defense. Yeah, get then the I yeah like I you know I'll like if you want to pay me league minimum, I'll go out there and be terrible. You know, like it's they're losing eleven to nothing two games in a row. I can do that. You'll sprint your legs. I mean, up. it might be worse. You know, I mean that we might lose like thirty to nothing. But what's the difference if you're getting shut out? It doesn't matter if it's one nothing or twenty five nothing. Yeah, let you know? me and Dan have some fun. Come on. I would appreciate the opportunity. I mean, I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would stick, but I'd. It'd be nice to wear an A's jersey. Looking um, at the box score for Game Three against the Rays, uh, James Caprillion. I've seen, I've seen an article on MLB.com praising him for going as long as he did, but I don't know. He went four and two thirds, managed to give up seven hits, seven earned runs, walk three. He struck out six, so I guess that's cool. But he gave up three home runs. I mean, his ERA is 11.17. We were really hoping for big things from James Cap this year, and so far, we're not seeing them. I just, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit today, and we'll get to it, I guess, when we talk about the game, one of the Orioles games. But I don't know if I've ever, they're just pitching so badly. Everything they throw up there is like a big, giant, bouncy ball, bouncy super rubber ball balloon ball whatever you think a baseball player could hit super far that's what they're throwing up there watermelons tennis balls and the, and it's bounces. either 
it's either a meatball meatballs or it's a ball out of their hand you know like yeah. they're either throwing pitches that I wouldn't swing at or they're throwing pitches that I would have to swing at because they're so bad and again I mean as it, maybe not I mean maybe let maybe lumping it all on Kotze is too much but I mean I when do we start talking about Scott Emerson like dude what are you teaching these guys like they're they're I mean they they have the ability to throw hard but are you just like it seems to be getting worse it does seem to be getting worse and it just doesn't make any and I mean I know that they're exponentially more frustrated than we are with the results but it also is like at a certain point your pride has to kick in and you just got to do slightly better. You got to at least give a crap. So, uh, and yeah, it looked a lot like the game before. The bullpen had to mop things up. Danny Jimenez, uh, scoreless third of an inning. So there's a highlight for you. Trevor May pitched pretty terribly, walked four, gave up two runs in two-thirds of an inning. And uh, Adrian Martinez, I guess, played the role of hero, sort of, because he went two and a thirds. And gave up only two. Uh, so that was the race series. It was terrible. First sweep of the season. <laughs> Hopefully the last, I guess. It feels like we should have been given four losses for, that. for how badly we played. Like for, we should have lost an extra game. For both of those games, probably. Um, yeah, so... Hmm. And I mean, I just... It's frustrating. Obviously, it's it's all frustrating. But the fact that a group of major leaguers can get shut out 11 nothing and then come out the next day and get one hit and get shut out 11 nothing it's like wow they really did just get one hit they're they're and i mean so arguably the first game was better cuz at least they got more hits but i mean like you guys know that you're supposed to be hitting the ball right like what is i just don't understand i don't i, I don't understand how all of a sudden, all of these guys who have, you know, they're not all-stars, but they've been major league players, are hitting 115. It's like they can't hit fastballs. They can't hit anything. They can't they, hit anything. If you look down the lineup, Aguilar is up to 250. He had a pinch hit single today, which was nice against the Orioles. Ramon might be the only player on this team pulling his weight in any way, shape, or form. Uh, him and, like, Kyle Muller, I suppose. Um, he had another double today, and He's he's looking pretty good overall. Connor Capel, I guess, is he's up to two sixty seven. That's the highest of anybody. So let's uh, not forget about him. But he did strike out three times. But uh, I mean, yeah, if I'm Ramon, I'm. This is like this is starting to affect some of my friendships with these guys. Like it, you have to you have to play better. Was it last year when Ramon like blew up in the dugout? Yeah, because they're so terrible. I think yeah. they had lost nine in a row, something like that. I mean, it is there. Like pride starts to come into it. Like you have to play better because it's embarrassing how badly you're playing, and it also just kind of fits. You would think they would be making some sort of attempt to buck all of the narratives that are surrounding them constantly this year, but it seems like they're more interested in reinforcing all of them than they are in bucking any of them. You know, like it's it's like you and I like on some level you know that they're like not trying to, but it's like you have to be doing whatever you can to not go out there and look completely hopeless because everyone's been saying that you were going to be hopeless all off season. And you know, like, doesn't that like are maybe, maybe the talent just isn't there. Could be very well. Could be that the talent is strictly just not there, but 
it's also again like Ryan Noda completely leaving first to cover second base on a pop-up that is eight feet into the outfield is bananas. When there's a guy on first. Like, I, it's just... I... Making error, trying to make a play, and not being able to, you know, like, booting a ball, not just physically, like, not being able to corral a baseball happens. You know, like, you get weird hops... Plays are hard to make sometimes, but uh, maybe at least 10 times through the first 10 games. Screw it. 20 times through the first 10 games. An ace player has made a play that is completely indefensible. A lot of terribly boneheaded mistakes. Gave up three more home runs today. Could have been more. Uh, The Orioles were just hitting the absolute snot out of the ball. I guess here's something. J.P. Sears went a whole five innings. That's he did. First time an ace starter's done that and in a sh- while. He struck out more people than he gave up earned runs. And, and that may be the first time all year anyone's done that. And more strikeouts than walks. Only one walk. So J.B. Sears, I, he did okay. All things considered, he did okay. He gave up a whole lot of deep fly balls to that newly renovated outfield wall in Camden Yards that could have easily been home runs a couple years ago. Um, but maybe that was his strategy. Just make him hit as far as humanly possible. See how far it goes. Familia gave up his, I think maybe his first run of the year today. Gave up a home run. Sam Mole came in for a third. Walked somebody. <laughs> Zach Jackson, three strikeouts in one inning. There you go. There's a highlight. And then Acevedo gave up another run. He's up to 13.5 with the ERA. It'll be interesting to see how long we keep going to him. Yeah, Domingo Acevedo's first outing. Um, he seemed to have some... I mean, he has had days where he looks good, but it just doesn't look that sustainable. It looks like it really... Like, a lot of the deception involved is because he's got a real funky motion, and beyond that, I'm not sure how much there is to Domingo like Acevedo. Like, actual, actual stuff is yeah. there. Um, he he just... He will... He will... When he unravels he will completely remove you from a game. You know, like it is... Especially when we use him in these big moments, which is what we do for some reason. And, the, and I mean, I get that's... And that's kind of the thing with Mark, with Mark Otze. Like, how many times does Mingo Acevedo need to give up four runs in an inning before you say, like, we're taking a little break from you. You're... You get a week off. You know, we're just... Or send him down to AAA. Like, I, I just... I... Some of these performances the dudes deserve to be sent down immediately. Yeah. Like, immediately. And not only are they not being sent out immediately, they're, like, not infrequently pitching the next day and doing poorly. You know, I mean, like, Azevedo will get rocked and then come in the next day and, you know, he gives up a solo shot, which sucks. But it's like, well, at least he didn't give up four. And I just feel like there has to be, you know, like... These people, like, I I am almost completely out on Jace Peterson from what I've seen so far. His defense sucks, and he's not hitting. So, yes, I agree with that. And I just, you know, there are a couple guys that just seemingly maybe don't want their spots. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if they just didn't decided that maybe they don't want to be on the A's. You know, it's hard hard to blame them at this point. Um, but also, I, I agree. 
performance-wise, I agree. But you signed a contract. Yes, Why did you come here if you didn't want to play are here? Are they pursuing a dream, or are, what are they doing? Yeah, and I mean, ma- mainly for me, it's 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 kind of just Peterson right now. Like, I he just looks like he doesn't really care that much. You know, like, it's just... He's extremely lackadaisical over at third. He doesn't have a super strong arm. He kind of feels like a guy that has a really strong arm and he can like make up for it you know like kind of makes a lazy pick at third and then lobs a throw over to first that is two steps too late that the amount of times that people have like singled directly at an A's player hit the ball right to him and still somehow the ball did not get to the base that it needed to be yeah is just and that's like you said I mean some of this stuff doesn't they don't come up as errors but they are errors it must be those bigger bases because there's been a lot of infield singles against the A's this year but maybe they're just not throwing the ball as hard as they should um anywho so the A's are uh winless since the last time we talked to you I believe so so let's hope that that trend changes by the time we have another episode um, my moment of the week, as I mentioned, was Langlier's absolute bomb. And it we was that. To, we need to be seeing more of that because he's quite simply not doing so hot. He uh, A lot of his throws to second base kind of stink. Yep. Uh, he keeps missing the mark, and the ball will go into center field, and the base runner gets to go to third. He's up to three errors on the season, I believe, with his throwing error today. Um, yeah, we need him to start hitting because he's supposed to be hitting. I guess maybe if he keeps struggling, we get to see Tyler Soderstrom sooner. So, but and I guess the other thing that's starting to wear me out a little bit about this is like if they completely tailspin, can we just call up the entire Aviator squad? I think they're definitely not going to do that though. Like they're not going to waste a year. Of, they're not going to waste a year of service time for Tyler Soderstrom on a completely hopeless team. Yeah, it's it's such a tough call because he could be the thing, not just him, but him and his fellow aviators, or people even lower down the AAA, might be what we need. I mean, it may not, this whole thing may not turn around until we see Soderstrom and Geloff and Bride and other people in the lineup every day. Um, I agree. What, what was your moment of the week, Dan? My moment of the week was kind of overall just Ramon Laureano being being hot again. Being pretty good. Um, he had a great week. Um, on the season, he's nine for thirty-six. Um, he's got four doubles, a triple, two homers, and a bag. He is OPSing eight seventy-two, so it's good to see his slug um, so high. And it's and also with him, it's the eye test. He looks good. He does. He yeah. looks healthy. He looks like he looked when he was excellent. I can really only criticize him for one single play, and that's what that fly ball he missed last week. But that's an error. People make errors. Let's just not make a habit of it. Yeah. At least he wasn't not trying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the state of the A's. It's not good right now. Seth Brown went to the injured list with an oblique strain, so there goes our best player for the moment with what is commonly a very uh, problematic injury for a baseball player. Yep. So let's hope the oblique heals quickly. Oh, my goodness. I just saw that our run differential is negative 49. Yep. That is the most in baseball. The next most is the Detroit Tigers at negative 35. And, I mean, they have it, – it's we, representative. The That's A's how are, they have looked. The A's are outperforming their Pythagorean win-loss. Uh, they should be 1-9, and nine, but they're 2-8. and eight, So, yay. 
<laughs> yay team. There's an A in yay. Um, <laughs> so Kevin Smith is now on the squad. Today was his first day. He hit at least one ball hard that I saw, but he ended up going 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Um, but he didn't make any errors, so there's that. And, you know, that's fine. I don't, I, you know, I'm not. Game one. Game one. Let's see how he does over the course of the next week. He was a hottie patati down there. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a terrible start to the season. Um, two and eight. Is there a path to 500? Of course there is. That It's literally winning six games in a row right now. Not unheard of in baseball. Is it possible for this team to do it? Technically. I mean, Technically, it is, Dan. I remember, I think it was, what, 2012 when they were 10 games under 500? And then they won 96 games? So, I looking at this squad as currently constructed, no. Probably not, no. But are there pieces available to them that may get them back to respectability? I think so. But um, I think also in the next, maybe even between now and when we record next time, I think we will find out where the Oakland front office is sitting on this season. Because if they don't do anything for the next, like, week, then they don't care. Yeah, we need to see somebody shuffled around. You know, I mean, this should be infuriating everyone. Yeah. And if it isn't, then you kind of start to think that, like, maybe this is going to plan for them. Because this is, I mean, people have said, non-A's fans have said that they intentionally constructed this team to be bad. You don't want to believe that. We do not. That's the um, whole point. And I, and I don't, I don't believe that. But I'm starting to believe that they maybe didn't construct it to be good. Maybe they didn't try as hard as they could have. Um, and, you you know, it's, it's tough because you don't want to, once you start talking about that, then you start talking about, like, you know this is personal a little bit like you're you're putting like how how did we determine that jace peterson was worth that contract he's he's not seemingly but we're paying him and you know also trevor may trevor may was talking all about how excited he was to be pitching to oakland and how excited he was to surprise people he has been surprising he's been surprisingly terrible it's been surprisingly bad yep so it's just it's a frustrating time, man. It's it's you and like I said, I think the thing that pisses me off the most is that it just looks like they don't really care. You know, like a couple of them, like I bet Ramon cares. I know Ramon cares, actually. I'm sure, I'm sure Tony Kemp um, gives a damn. But I mean, you also start like I maybe that's going to be their ticket out of town. You know, like the more they care, the the harder you try, the quicker you're going to be off the A's. <laughs> Could be, you know, Although, and I hope that these things aren't true, but the thoughts start to creep in a little bit. And as I said, if pretty drastic moves aren't made, then I'm going to start getting suspicious. We just need to hope that anybody has any trade value by the trade deadline at this rate. And uh, yeah, so I guess my goal for this team is like, can we just be no worse than five games under 500 by the end of this month? Can we just like hold the line here? We'll see. Because you need, I mean, it's, you can't make the playoffs in the first month, but you can remove yourself from the playoff picture in the first month. And we are tracking to have it done by the 20th of this month. 
Well, I just remember yeah. last year we got out to like a decent start. They might have been ten and seven at one point. So maybe we're gonna flip the script in a similar fashion. But it's true, it's know, a possibility. And I mean, they are all professional baseball players, so there is a chance they all get it together and start seeing the ball better. But I just it this is especially specifically the Rays series was one of the worst stretches of baseball I've ever watched. It was pretty hopeless. It was. And to give up three more home runs today, it just feels bad. It feels bad, man. Well, and you you start to know that these other major leaguers are coming in against the A's feeling great. I like they're playing a little league team. And, I mean, that's what it's been looking like a little bit. So, All right, Dan. Hit me with your Oakland look-back random player statistical page. I will see if I can guess it. All right, so last week it was Arubio Duraza, right? That's right. Okay. So this week... Here we go. Okay, I'm looking at it. Debuted with the A's in 99, age 23. Was a catcher. Played with the A's a while, then the Padres, then the Orioles, then the Reds, looking like Ramon Hernandez. It is 100% Ramon Hernandez. Oh, man. And it just brings a smile to my face. Speaking of better times, you know. He was an all-star with the A's in 2003. And a couple of those, it, there's a couple other years where I was surprised he wasn't an all-star. Yeah, you know, he some had of these some seasons pretty are, darn good hitting seasons as a catcher. I think they're also, a lot of this was happening during during the end of the steroid era, you know. I mean, not that this is a steroid era number, but, you know, I mean, Javi Lopez was popping like 40 homers a year, man. It did yeah. happen. That totally happened. Dude, this dude was consistent. Absolutely. Like 270s, 290, 258, and uh, a bad year. 263 career average. 96 career OPS plus. I mean, that's pretty darn good for a catcher. 169 I mean, career home runs. Yeah, and also in my head, for a catcher, like your OPS plus, I just bump it up by like 10 points because you're a catcher, you know? Uh, one of my – what's – What's he most famous for? The like suicide squeeze button, the playoffs. Yep. Good Electric. Times. Good times. That was that was young Corey and Dan days, but it was indeed very early on in our intense fandom. And I knew that we both loved Ramon Hernandez, so I figured that would be a nice solve for today. Um. All right. The coolest thing we we have seen. I'm I'm widening the scope a little bit. The coolest thing we've seen in MLB this year, and Wander Franco. I could talk about Wander Franco for a long time. He is so cool. He's so cool. He's, I don't, I think if I could put a baseball player together, it would be either Wander Franco or Randy Rosarena. Pretty much. I do love Wander. I really want to trade you for him in fantasy, but I don't know if I can get him from you. I mean, he's he's a switch hitter. He's got a great eye. He's fast. I mean, he's a five-tool player. You know, I mean, like I'm. He's he is like the epitome of a five-tool player. And I think you know, I mean, there was a time. I think he was he was hurt most last year, right? Oh yeah. But I mean, Wander was. I mean, people were there were lofty, there were lofty uh, analysis of him and what he might be, and it's kind of crazy that he seems to be like right in line with him. Like, Wander Franco is as good as they told us he was going to be. And he is 21, 22. So, it's exciting. We have a lot more Wander to watch. And I have a great time watching Wander. 
Maybe not watching him crush the A's. But even some of those plays against the A's, I mean, some of the home, he hit, what, two homers in that series? And he's just, he crushes mistakes seemingly every single time. I think he's ready to make his MVP bid this year. I agree. What about you? Hmm. I mean, it's it's hard to think of anything other than the Rays right now. Today they they walked off. Was it a walk off? Sorry, I'm I'm doing this on the fly. But I believe yes. Nope. Nope. Didn't walk off. It was a go. Uh oh. Audio issues. We got a Brandon Lowe go-ahead homer in bottom the bottom of the, of the eighth. So they won their tenth game in a row to start the year 1-0. They're literally doing it every way you can imagine. They're winning games by a huge margin. They're winning games 1-0. They're stealing. They're pitching. They're God, they look so good. And, and I mean, that's, that's frustrating. And they just keep turning all these kind of like no-namey mid-tier players into like borderline superstars Jose series just super good now like what's up with that yeah he made a couple catches that made me, made me want to punch the wall against the A's um but so I mean their 10 starts hard for me to uh I can't think of anything else I'm not sure what else is happening I mean the Rays are kind of the talk of baseball how about me winning my fantasy matchup by 2.1 points yes do you even know how it happened? Because I was, we, he, there was, they were talking in the group chat earlier today. The other dudes in the fantasy league with us, and the guy that you beat was saying the last time he checked, he was up by like three points. He totally. So I was out of players. He had only Ozzy Albies and Manny Machado left to play, and it was the night game last night, and he needed like twelve points to beat me. And there was a moment where he was ahead, and I don't know what the hell happened, but I guess they must have gotten some negative points somehow. I mean, that apparently, because he, he said he was winning, and then he lost, and he doesn't know so, how it happened. we we got to revisit the scoring, but they must have done something to get some negative points. Um, but yeah, I won by 2.1 points, and we're talking like 1,103 to 1,101. It was tight. Yeah, we're doing a points league, and it is very different from categories. And for the record, Dan smoked his opponent, scored the most p- points in the entire league. Like what? Put up like fifteen hundred. I think yeah, four, thir- thirteen, fourteen something. So, it was a good week. It was one of the better. It was one of the better collective efforts in a week from a fantasy team that I have put together. So, hopefully, it can continue. I mean, you know who else? I mean, I mean, maybe we can. Maybe I, I will revisit it this next week, next podcast, if it continues happening. But Matt Chapman is on another level Ooh, right now. Yeah, he is. He is Matt Chapman is as hot as I probably he's ever been. He's up there. It's definitely I can unequivocally say it's Matt Chapman's best start to a season ever. He's hitting line drive home runs to the opposite field. I mean, it's it's exactly what we used to see in his mm-hmm. glory days. And it's nice because he, you know, he had that hip thing that completely ruined Chris Davis. Yeah. And it is very nice to see that it didn't happen to Matt Chapman because I was starting to think, like, maybe he lost a half a half a second and he was going to be he hitting two thirty for the rest of his career, playing great defense but hitting two thirty for the rest of his career. And it's nice to see that that's not happening because I do love I love Matt Chapman I love the Mats. Yep, yep. Our our beautiful boys. Speaking of fantasy, so last week I picked Mike Trout to homer, Dan picked Kyle Tucker to homer. Uh, we tied. They each homered two times. So Yeah, we actually fully we, tied. Like we good or what? Two homers. And then from we, the pitters. Yep. 
And we both picked pitchers that did not get any victories. I went with Darvish, who's not off to a great start this year. And Dan went with George Kirby, who pitched really well, but did not get a did not get the dub. Yeah. We will uh, be advancing this shortly, but right now it's nice to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, so we tied again. Um, I guess for this next week, I'm going to go... With Brandon Woodruff. Okay. Um. And and you. For pitching, I'm going to go with. Let me see here. I'm going to go Christian Javier. Nice. And go for your hitter. Josh Chisholm. And I'm going Wander. He's a good bet. That's that's the definition of a win-win. Wander homers for you. Works out for my fantasy. So. Um, and man, I don't know if he's going to homer, but I can tell you he's going to smoke some balls. It just <laughs> it just depends on whether they go over the fence or not. Um, so yeah, I mean... We are with you guys. We feel the exact same way just, that you do. Just pretend. And it, and it sucks. Pretend we're all holding hands, singing Kumbaya. But I will tell you one thing. We're going to be talking about it all year. For better or for worse. We're going to be talking we, about it all year. We've talked about this before, but we may have to really hone in on the minor league game. Maybe start watching a lot of those games. Well, and also, if you get, if any of you get any like remote joy from me, like borderline losing my temper on this podcast, is if they if things don't improve, I may fully lose my temper. <laughs> um, because, and I mean, I, 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 I can guarantee you this is not the last time I'm going to say this on this podcast this year. I don't care if you lose because you're not good enough. There's nothing you can do about that. If you lose because you continually shoot yourself in the feet, I'm going to be infuriated. Yeah. Because it's just any defensive discrepancy can be fixed with effort, at least to a certain point. The most shining example of this, Marcus Simeon could not play shortstop for an entire season, but he worked his ass off and got much, 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 much better to the point where he signed a huge contract with the Rangers to play shortstop or second, I guess, middle infield, regardless. So I need to see a lot of improvement from a lot of these dudes. Because I know it can happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's just because they're not working hard enough. And I hate to, like, make an umbrella statement like that. But based on past results, effort does improve your defense. So if the defense doesn't improve, the requisite effort is not there. And that will piss me off. And has pissed me off so far. So, yep. we'll see. Um, it's also... Um, not making excuses or anything, but maybe in the way of an explanation, brutal schedule at the beginning of the year. You know, I mean, if we were a better team, maybe it wouldn't feel so bad, but it feels like it's kind of unrelenting right now. You know, we need a little bit of a break and it seems like we're not, we're not getting a break. You know, we're just playing. And I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. Like, are we, are these teams looking good because they're playing us or are they good teams? And we're just, 
getting beat by good teams, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like we said, we'll be here. It is. We're going through it with you guys. It is early nonetheless, and the A's are off to about as bad a start as you can possibly get off to, so let's hope that the wins change soon. We're only three and a half games back. That's it. Three and a half games back. First in the division, baby. We're coming (laughs) for you. Uh, You heard it here first. All right. Well, let's hope for um, some better days in Baltimore the coming week, and then it's on to the New York Mets. And uh, you'll be hearing from us soon about both of those. Go A's. Yeah, go A's, guys. It'll be okay. We love you. Bye-bye.